That was quick. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1114, July 19th, 2023. 100 degrees on this day twice, 1940 and 1977, and 46 degrees on this day in 1873. Call Aquaside, save the rest of your swimming season. And did you see the weather forecast? It's going to get hey, hot. Is she going to warm up? <laughs> that heat dome going to be coming our way. And Aquaside products uh, made right there in White Bear Lake have been keeping beaches and swimming areas free of weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation and crud that freaks the kids out. They've been taking care of those beaches for more than 60 years with products that are uh, easy to use and work quickly and have been approved by the chain of command when it comes to the environment. Here, here. Everything's safe. Call Aquaside, tell them what you think your problem is. They'll straighten you out or confirm that, and they'll get you the right products, and your beach will look great all the rest of the summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Yesterday, July 18th, Joe said, I don't want to sound euphorian, but we haven't experienced fires like this from Canada before. Me? Grow a pair, you sissy. (laughs) I live in Washington State, and we've had to deal with Canada's mismanaged forests and their fires for years. We finally have had a break from them this summer. It's your turn. Take it like a man. Greg Terpstra in Linden, Washington. Okay. All right. And Scott from Inver Grove writes, you mentioned... You were perplexed by the wildfire situation in the inundation of smoke that we in the Twin Cities are experiencing, even going so far as suggesting you might be siding with the regressives on this matter. With all due respect, Mayor, don't take the bait. Uh, He's done some research. California's mega wildfires, a very recent memory, were the result of decades of forest mismanagement. Firefighting agencies for almost a century have aggressively focused on extinguishing blazes the moment they occur, which has proven to be counterproductive. The better path would have been to be less aggressive extinguishing uh, while using targeted intentional burning of excess vegetation that serves as the fuel for these wildfires. In essence, these climate change tools have prevented naturally occurring fires from doing their work, now creating tinderboxes that explode in much more populated areas than even 20 years ago. The climate change alarmists love to blame high temperatures, which result in parched conditions that are ripe for wildfires. However, Texas has more forested land mass and higher temperatures than California. But the state rarely struggles with wildfires. Why, you might ask? Why? Well, unlike California, 95% of the landmass is privately owned by much more conservatively-minded owners who use common sense when stewarding their investment. Okay, and he goes on and on and on. In reality, the worst-in-history claim only used data back to 1960, including all, ignoring all years prior. Speaking of that, did you see where uh, Ilhan Omar 
wishes to declare a climate emergency because it's the hottest it's been for, uh, I think she said exactly what uh, Ian Pilmer said. It's the highest it's Here been. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. She said it's the hottest it's been in 120,000 years. Really? Now, wow. I, now, Ian Pilmer said if you could prove that to me, that would be something. That would be a record. If it's hotter than any time in the last 120,000 years, that is a record. That's something. And so, uh, Ilhan, how would you like to uh, be subject to an emergency of any nature run by her? I, oh, I would, it would have, be over. I'd have no worries whatsoever. <laughs> but she wants a climate emergency because it's hotter than it's been in 120,000 years. Look up that tweet, Rook. I, I want to get it correct. <clears throat> I will. I'm not um, sure I did. I was curious. Lyndon Washington, Joe, is yeah. about five miles from the Canadian border. He's closer to Vancouver than he is to Seattle. That's a neat-looking little town. Well, he has his uh, he has his bona fides to report from uh, wildfire country, doesn't he? Johnny, there's a Costco not too far away either from Lindy. Yeah, that's a big area for Costco's, actually. Really? That's I don't, where they started. Huh. I don't want a... Uh, I, I fear, uh, as has been predicted, it's come up on this show before, uh, I fear that the government or the UN or uh, the local dog catcher, someone uh, will be getting the idea that this is a great way for us to slow things down and continue to help bring about the mystery. We just have to start calling emergencies to shut things down. And uh, yep. they could use the climate to shut things down. It wouldn't accomplish anything except reinforcing the idea that we're becoming smaller and smaller citizens. Well, the UN, uh, UN is chomping at the bit to shut it down and you, take over. What'd you find, Rook? Uh, and she, uh, July 17th, 6.39 p.m., the Earth just broke the record for the hottest day in 120,000 years. <laughs> in fact, wow. we broke in on three separate days, national climate emergency now. And, uh, we don't know that. And she won't talk to us, but my obvious question to her would be, how do you know that? And, and she doesn't know that. And she's being toasted. This might be the dumbest tweet in Twitter history. That's AOC-like. Uh, show me the record from 120,000 years ago. Was Biden in Congress? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that way, way, way. In fact, I'm looking at the same tweet Rookie just said. It has, unfortunately, it does have 12,000 likes, but it has... Twenty-three and a half thousand comments. Which oh, that isn't that the definition of being ratioed? Yes, <laughs> thank you, Kenny. <laughs> so, uh, 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 speaking of that, the fake AOC had a gem the other day. I'm going to see if I could find it for you. Joe. We can't, uh, we uh, were commenting yesterday how early the schools open in Texas because uh, Daryl and Daryl. Uh, Kenny's nephews have to return home to go to school in, what, mid-August or mm -hmm. whatever. I, I, I don't like that name for them. That's I, too I, bad. They're, 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 <laughs> I guarantee you they're smarter than you were at that age, and they're making more money than you were at that age. So Daryl and Daryl are going back to Texas, <laughs> you son of a bitch. And, uh, and I've got emails from people who, uh, or I'll call them Chip and Dale. Uh, Tyler and Devin. Tyler and Devin. They're not strippers. Are those both foghornable? No, probably <laughs> Devin? not. You are an ass wipe of the highest order. <laughs> wow. 
Well, he's been foghorn my oldest daughter's name for the last 27 years. Well, she was the she first. Named after a car. Wasn't she the inspiration Why behind the it? baby walk? No, yeah. she was. Uh, that was prior to that, oh. wasn't it? How come the, the four of us are so respectful to his family, yet he walks all over our families? Well, because I have no foghornable names in my family. And I'll be honest, Kenny, he's a lot nicer to my family than he is to me, so I can't really. <laughs> yeah. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. To you. I <laughs> <laughs> As I listened to yesterday's show, I noted with interest your wonderment in the start dates for Texas schools. It's very common for schools to start in August all through the South. Our grandkids in Tennessee begin in the first week of August each year. They get out in early May. Keep in mind several things. All schools in the South have been air-conditioned for decades. The states don't have to worry about the short season their resorts have. It starts getting nice in March or earlier, and it stays nice until Thanksgiving. The resorts don't have to shut down right before the Halloween to make sure their pipes don't freeze. I think he's referring to, this is Scott, I think he's referring to the idea that we have a lot of young people employed in the the resort business. Hmm. And it would be... uh, it would be inconvenient to yank them out of their jobs and pull them back here, right? Uh, Given the difference in growing seasons, most of their state fairs are much earlier. Their legislatures don't deem it necessary to dictate what the local districts do. One size fits all isn't the rule down there. As a seasonal transplant with grandkids being raised free range in the South, I've grown to love the school schedules down there, Scott Woolery. All right, that's fine. And then I have note uh, from Joe uh, Rothbauer, who has the 10-year-old savant, who's the GLer, Got right? It. Yeah. And he's writing about uh, the 10-year-old and I were in southern Texas for a few days to see the SpaceX rockets that are planned to go to Mars. Mm. It was incredible to see and impossible to describe how immense these things are. When stacked, the booster and second stage are well over 400 feet tall. Picture a rocket as tall as the Fauché Tower in Minneapolis. Wow. It is bigger than a Saturn V. It's amazing what they are doing and how publicly they are doing it. They literally have their garage doors open on their 30-story tall buildings where they are assembling the parts so you can see them working. The site is so close to Mexico, my phone connected to a Mexican cell tower and told me, welcome to Mexico. Hmm. Hopefully I won't get a huge roaming charge. Hmm. On the way home today, we were in Harlingen, Texas. That came up yesterday, waiting for our flight. In the waiting area were two separate families that appeared to be immigrants. There was just something about them. Their clothes were mismatched and ill-fitting. The parents were carrying computer-printed signs that said, please help me, I don't speak English on one side. On the other side, they said, my flights are 4848 to DFW, XXXX to City 2, and XXX to City 3, please help me. I didn't want to stare, so I didn't see what actual flights or cities were other than the flight we were taking. They looked completely lost and out of place. The 10-year-old pointed out that one of the little boys sitting on his own across from his parents looked scared. Without asking, the 10-year-old went over and sat on the floor next to him. The boys didn't speak a common language, but they sat and watched a cartoon on the 10-year-old's iPad until boarding started. Such a simple act of kindness that I would not have thought of doing. I loved that kid. After we got back to Dallas, we saw our flight crew as we grabbed a bite while waiting for our ride. I asked them about the immigrant families. They told me that every flight they are on out of Harlingen or Brownsville, 
30 miles away, are always full. Any seat that is not filled is leading up to the flight is filled with immigrants. One of them said her primary route is Dallas to Harlingen and often runs the route two times a day. Every flight has immigrants. They do not know if it was Texas moving them out of state or if it was the feds doing it. Just based on this one small flight and looking at the number of flights going out of these airports, there has to be hundreds of people a day taking these trips. Extend that across thousands of miles of border and it becomes hard to comprehend. Uh, I knew we had an immigration problem, but seeing it firsthand makes it that much more real. The 10-year-old said I should tell you there is an Olympic-sized swimming pool full of immigrants going through Harlingen every day. High five. I didn't comment that these I didn't comment that these families were illegal because I don't know. With the number coming in, we can assume that many of them are, however. I just don't know about these in particular. Seeing the rockets firsthand was amazing. It is impossible to convey how big they really are. Seeing the immigration mechanism is just as hard to comprehend how massive it must be. It certainly was an educational past few days. Joe and the 10-year-old in Little Elm, Texas. Hmm. Well, the 10-year-old did what a little GL kid would do. Right? Yep. Went over and said, how you doing? Without being asked. And nobody knew what the hell he was let's, talking about. Let's watch a little Porky Pig. Yeah, let's watch it. No. You know what they watch at home? Elmer. Elmer Fudd. Speedy Gonzalez. Peppa Pig. Oh, Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig. That brat. I love Peppa Pig. Oh, she's a brat. <laughs> I have no, I have, I have no yeah. opinion on Don't that. Your, does your little guy watch Peppa Pig? I think we missed the Peppa Pig window. Man, we got Peppa Pig you toys. You know what we all we are all in though right now on SpongeBob, which I fully endorse. What about Dora? SpongeBob is great. SpongeBob is. They, they got Dora going. They got Dora going. Yeah, you got to get a little Dora. You know what Swiper, episode we no watched swiping. today? Uh, Abre. SpongeBob's pet snail Gary Joe. He ran out of snail treats, and he went Jones and so yeah. SpongeBob. You know that Patrick got his own show? Yeah, the Patrick Star Show. I know. My new garage door guy isn't a guy. It's the whole family. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Five-star Google ratings are common. They get great comments from their customers. They're available 24-7. They don't charge extra on weekends. They do everything from the springs and the rollers to the remote and get your car synced up to it, whatever you need. They are uh, really good people. And tell them you appreciate a garage logic business when you call them, and that's who I would call or contact because they get it right. They'll do. You need a new door? Yep. I get you a door. You give me a door. Precision. Precision door. Precision garage door. Of the Twin Cities can get you a new door. Uh, they fix doors correctly. They do it right the first time. They know you're busy. They're busy. They love being busy. They uh, they are really good people. They're uh, highly trained, as they say, mm-hmm. and it's a garage logic family. So I would get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at uh, well, I would do it at PrecisionDoorMN.com. 
Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel tank gives you one less thing to worry about during our four seasons. The dumbbell that hosts this podcast probably didn't know that when he was 17 years old, but the wrenching nephews, genius number one and genius number two. Daryl and Daryl. They live by that rule. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people might not realize that most preventable engine problems, they start right there in the fuel system. That's because gas nowadays sucks. It just, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but it's awful. Our gas these days is awful. Seafoam helps. It cleans harmful gum and varnish from the entire system, helping the engine run better, start faster, last longer. It works the same magic on all your engines, no matter what kind it is, big, small, gasoline diesel seafoam is always the ticket and you can find it everywhere and the true believers we keep an extra can right there in the car and i believe the genius that hosts this podcast also um keeps one at hand always close by i do so he's not a bad guy actually truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas seafoam wasn't jason aldean the fellow who uh and I'm confused by this. He ran off the stage the other night because he had heat stroke. Oh, he had yeah. Heat stroke. Yeah. Why, why would he have run off the stage? I wonder. Maybe he sensed it and didn't want to. Well, do Well, anyway, that he collapse. got off the stage. I don't know much about Jason Aldean. In fact, I I'm unaware of his music. Although I'm not unaware of his genre. I like Morgan Wallen, for example. Okay. Oh, uh, really? I do. Why? Yeah. I'm curious. Because I think he has the greatest melodies with the worst lyrics of anyone I've ever <laughs> <Okay>. heard. <laughs> well, Is that a, a compliment? Like I that think a that's a compliment. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the summer song he has? Uh, sipping on a sipping on yeah. a sixer. He uh, does have another song that I dig too. Uh, that sounds like a kid rock summer song. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it, it it rocks like one too. Again, is that a compliment? I guess. <laughs> Jason Aldean is now in a bit of a dust up. Because he has a song called Try That in a Small Town. And suddenly uh, he's the object of much criticism. Because the song came out in May. Okay. But overnight someone complained to country music television, which was running the video for that song, and country music television did what anyone does in this country when somebody complains. They pulled the video. Right. It's a song about, uh, well, it's, it's a fairly benign song, if you ask me, about, hey, don't, don't try to carjack in my town. Don't, it's just, it's life in a small town. It's, he's talking about the tremendous divide in this country. And in a small town, I'm not necessarily 
I don't think he's from a small town. I think he's from Macon. But I think it's a tempest in a teapot, except for one thing. What's that? The video, the, the song has nothing to do with race. It only has to do with race if you're a Mysterian, because you're going to insert that. Right. Uh, no, no, John. I'm pushing back on you because I knew you were going to say that. The only the video clip the the video clip has a, a a number of different clips of footage of you know people confronting police and um, people burning the American flag to the point where the part of the song where he says spit in a cop's face. The clip they used was you guys all remember. The white girl that sat and berated a police officer for a long period of time who didn't say anything, then she spit in his face and he tackled her to the ground and arrested her. That's the clip they used. Well, here's a, a lyric. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, That's stop on about. the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough? We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But if you're a Mysterian, you will instantly turn it into him talking to black people. I immediately, when I read the, I didn't know about this song either until about three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. I, I didn't read know lyrics. about it until today. Yeah, yesterday I, for me. <laughs> I was I was alerted by a friend of mine, and uh, I read the lyric, and I definitely felt some undertones of the old uh, fashioned sundown towns, where the blacks, you know, shouldn't be seen after sundown, mm -hmm. and those were all small towns, of course. Where does he say South, that anywhere? He does, he does no. not. No, no, he does not. No, there's no overt reference to race at all in general I, that wouldn't be what bugged me about the song i mean the song to me is just a pandering you know piece of you know and, and he's written other songs about small towns too as it turns out i'm looking at a song called small he, town so small he he did not write this i don't believe he writes anything does he i don't think i don't, I don't know think it says by jason aldean he did not write this. This was written by a, a guy who's really well known. Part of it, anyway, Kelly Lovelace, who's written songs for everybody oh, in yeah. Nashville. And Everything Neil... in Nashville right now is written by folks. Like you'll get five good songwriters. You'll you write a quote hit because There's... everybody wants. Hits. Are these hungry yeah. songwriters or established songwriters? No, they're established. These guys are very okay. established. There four guys wrote this song, John, and and they're all very established. Yeah. Well, here here's here's uh, the observation I'm having. Uh, Cheryl Crow, for example, has yeah. weighed in, among oh. other people. Okay. And she is saying uh, she's an anti-gun activist. There's another lyric about it. he has his grandfather's gun and, and don't try to take it away from me or something. I don't have the complete lyrics in front of me. Maybe Got a, got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that S might fly in the city. Good luck. Yeah. So Cheryl Crow, uh, the only thing I, I want to mention is I've never heard Cheryl Crow condemn a, a misogynistic, sexually horrific, violent, drug-addled rap song. How about that? What, what? that wet-ass uh, girl part w -A -P. song? W-A-P, yeah. So all, the, all I want to do is know what game are we playing? Yeah, that's the same I, one we always you're, play. You're guilty if you're white. I, I acknowledge that there's a great divide culturally in the country. Mm -hmm. And much of this song by Aldine 
is an accurate representation of small-town America. For example, I was just telling you about Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin yesterday. I'm not going to get carjacked in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. No. And if I did, there would, somebody would be up in arms about it. Right. Maybe literally. The point is, not a word is ever said with how foul hip-hop music can become. Just how foul it can become. I never hear a peep about it. I never hear legislators want to flex their virtue. I never hear a Sheryl Crow. I never hear the New York Times. They're all weighing in on this, by the way. Well, look at Tennessee State Rep. Justin Jones. As Tennessee lawmakers, we have an obligation to condemn Jason Eldeen's heinous song calling for racist violence. Well, no, what it does not call for racist violence. This is what a shameful vision of gun extremism and vigilantism. Wasn't well, Jones also the subject a few months ago I on the show? I don't know. That's 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 a guy standing on a soapbox. Did, did you have the issue? What issue did you have with the video? You said you had an, an issue with the there video. There is a portion of the video where he's filmed playing uh -huh. the guitar in front of, uh, help me, John, in front of what? Uh, the courthouse in, I don't know what city, but the courthouse is famous for a reason. Is that the problem you have yes. with the, the video? Yeah. Yes. What? Fill us in. Well, he and, films a portion of the video in front of, a, in front of a courthouse where there was a famous lynching of a kid who was dragged there by a car and then hung. In 1927. Uh, in 1927. Now, I... Uh, Coincidence or no? What well, was I Henry Ford driving that car? Pardon? That's a, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Henry... Well, it's almost 100 years ago. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Uh Maybe his handlers would have picked a better location. I don't know the answer well, to that. Speaking of handlers, if you're a handler of his, remember he's the guy who was on stage in Vegas when the guy shot 60 people and killed them. Right. Don't you think that would have entered into this conversation at some point? I don't think he's calling for gunplay here. I don't well, think he's calling I, I for a violent revolt. No, I, I think it's a fairly of, benign song about we are, we're not putting up with any BS in a small town. Okay. He's talking tough. He's, he's, he's talking tough. I don't think he's like talking said, tough a, at all. I think, he's, I think the writers, the numerous writers that wrote this song, are just reflecting life in a small town. I do, and, too. And, and it's not angry or violent or we're out to get anybody. It's just... Leave us alone. We're missing. Leave us, leave us alone. You know, you, you leave us alone. Everything will be awesome. We're missing the much larger point too. You guys watch. This is going to be the number one well, song on iTunes well, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I was saving huge. that for yeah. the very end. Oh. Like we said, John heard about this song three weeks ago. Joe today, me yesterday, tomorrow, the world. Right. You know, this and, is the best publicity he's ever received, without a doubt. Yesterday, I said to you. Uh, as far as the eye could see, because the eye can see, I don't know, can the eye see two miles? I saw the shoulder packed with pickup trucks, guys sitting in lawn chairs, drinking a beer, watching the cars go by. Listening to Jason Aldean. What the hell is different about that scene than what he's talking about? Exactly what Kenny just said. Those are the people that just... And those are the people alone. who are going to say, uh, to to reflect on the lyric that apparently is getting the gun crowd wound up, got a gun my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round it up. Well, that 
bleep might uh, go in a city. Good luck. Try that in a small town. Well, do you think any one of those people in the pickup truck uh, on the side of the road in, in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, are going to give up their gun? And you guys equate that to, like, AKs and ARs. I'm not uh, equating it to the, anything. The gun my granddad gave me is an old pump 20 gauge. The one my my kid has is a is a 22 um bolt action. These aren't these aren't kill people I, human I, being guns. They're I, I can no. keep this really simple. I just want to know what the rules of the game are well, we're playing now and in the I'm, United States. That's where I'm going because the thing is, and we, we've seen this, it doesn't matter if it's music, if it doesn't matter. There are two sets of rules in this country. Right. If this is fair game for criticism, then so are nine out of ten hip-hop songs. But those won't be called but out. But they're never called no. out. So what are the rules? What is the game we're playing? Well, I see. Now, those are called out, but they're called out by people in that genre, if you will. So there's a, a part of that genre. That uh, we'll find call me out a call words. out on one of those songs. Uh, well, it'll take me, you know, two seconds. Well, who, what do you mean in the genre? Their in, peers in, are in, calling I, them out? Yes, a hip-hop artist or a rapper or an R&B artist will call them out. But nobody from the country field is going to call them out. Uh, no, like, okay, whoever. Uh, uh, let me, like, you might have misunderstood me when I say it's called out. Uh, has the New York Times ever uh, criticized uh, a, a oh, misogynistic, yeah. sexually violent rap song? Has uh, has CNN, uh, has anyone ever uh, jumped it, into the fray? Will it be go, discussed on The View? Yeah. Go way, way back to the beginning of rap with NWA's F the Police. Yeah, and... and so just somebody explain to me what the what what are the ground rules? It's almost I want like the so ground I want to meet with the umpire and have him tell me what the ground rules are. I get to rip the hell out of Jason Aldean for a fairly benign song. Uh, but now politicians wishing to make virtue, they're going to stand up and say this is heinous and full mm -hmm. of racial hatred. Where's the same legislator when a black guy sings about hatred and, and killing cops? Where's, and this, they, where's the legislator? And if that legislature does, <laughs> legislator, thank you, does stand up and say something, he gets shouted down for being racist. So we, you know what the the answer to my question is. There are no rules. It's almost like someone needs to write a book. I don't have time. <laughs> but I don't know Jason Aldean. I don't know of him. Uh, I don't know anything about him. We have talked about him before. Yeah. Remember his wife got in trouble? I mentioned this to Joe earlier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why, did she get, why did she get in trouble? What did she say? Uh, what did she say, Chris? She said, I, I remember it specifically because it actually reminded me of my wife because she said the part of being a tomboy growing Why up. Why doesn't somebody look it up and get, we'll get I, an I'm, accurate? I'm Johnny's doing yes. it right now. Oh. She she grew up as a tomboy and she said, I'm so thankful that my parents didn't want to transition me into a boy like probably would have happened today. What's wrong with that? She liked playing sports and she liked doing stuff boys like doing. Okay, I'm asking about the rules now. Well, uh, do the rules not allow me to say that? Well, it's viewed through the lens of transphobic. Bleep them. 
There's nothing wrong That's with it. That's my reaction, but there are a lot of people that... But I believe she doubled and maybe even tripled down on some of those comments. Yeah, and, and then they see... I think Jason Aldean, and that's fine. He can be as controversial as he wants, uh, but remember he then took the kids out with comments about, you know, hiding from Biden, took his kids out. After all that happened, just took to make his sure kids out. Coming. What do you mean? Took his kids took out, of out, out on the town, out on the town at a press conference, oh. and they both had t-shirts on and said hiding with Biden. And he's that's fine. That's his game. He you know he played the PR game. I'm sh- and again, that's what I think. Part of this song is it's a pandering word. I can't say <laughs> the song is and the lyrics are. Yeah, if he's guilty of anything, he just makes terrible music that's popular well melodically <laughs> it's like every yeah. other song you hear on the country music stations there's that's no yeah, it's, it sounds like rock and roll with a twangy voice he's got some yeah. really good guitar work in this song by the way there's tons of great guitar players in nashville trust me yeah. can i read a paragraph uh, from jason regarding this it's uh, on the cnn entertainment website and it's a it's a piece about what cheryl crow says about it and the final paragraph of the piece is jason try that in a small town for me refers to the feeling of community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors regardless of a difference in background or belief because they were our neighbors and that was above any differences. My political views have never been something I've hidden from and I know that a lot of the a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to that sense of normalcy where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up all night. But for the desire to it, that's what the song is about. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but he, he's saying he's doing that by performing a confrontational song. It's only it confrontational because the Mysterians have seized upon it to but make they, it controversial. They, they well, did. I, I think the lyrics are a bit confrontational. John, John Joe, they did what Jason and the songwriters were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bit on the hook. And like you guys said, it, it'll be huge. It, oh, well, yeah. it probably already is. Carjack an old lady, cuss out a cop, stomp on the flag. Why is that controversial? Uh, it's not to me. Why is that controversial? And to call it a modern-day pro-lynching song is outrageous. I don't see that anywhere in... The lyrics. Well, the only something? place you'd see oh. it in the lyrics is to, is to discern that from the location of the video. Okay, how about which, full of good old boys raised up right? If you're looking for a fight, is that confrontation? A good old boys to me are is that guys, any more confrontational than a black rap artist saying "Let's shoot the cops"? See, it's help me understand what the rule is. What, what, the what are the rules then? There are, the are no rules. You don't. Why? Okay, so if I'm going to uh, go after this song, then I have to go after a rap song too. Is that what you're saying? Why wouldn't I'm you if you're going to go after I'm this gonna, song? Why don't you go after Rolling Stone songs that are misogynistic and call women bad names? Why don't you do that uh, if you're going after the rap songs? Why wouldn't you? Would be my why question. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't oh, you? Oh, uh, because they're not even. They're not in the news. Their 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 time has come and gone, right. yeah. and fifty years ago that should have been taking place. Literally fifty years ago, it wasn't literally. It was you know into the eighties. Yeah. Like, but l- above all of this, look at what they've done. Look at how they're f- uh, making us think that it's only about uh, black people and against blacks in small towns. They've already got that. My they've already trained us to fall into that trap 
They're I, leading the witness. No, as long as the as long as the mystery runs the country, it's okay to rip Jason Aldean. It's not okay to rip Whole Boy or whatever the hell the name is. Fifty some. Cent. Oh boy. Fifty, 50, 50 Cent. Cent. Yeah. It's okay to. to but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's okay to condemn Jason Aldean. It's not okay to condemn an artist who said shoot the cops. That's the rule. Well, that was actually he actually plays a cop on TV right now. Who that does? was Ice T. So does was, he, yeah, Ice yeah. T does. Ice T plays a cop on TV. He's the one that said. You know. <clears throat> and I just read an interview with him uh, when that role was offered to him. He called uh, called around and asked all his home homies. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I should take that. And they're like, Are you crazy? Take the job, you nitwit. <laughs> yeah, would Jason Aldean get offered that job? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I just have one problem with both of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to aspire to be a good old boy. A good old boy isn't some Civil War South Stars and Bars Hillbilly KKK. A good old boy is a guy that pulls over before the tow truck gets you, pulls you out of the ditch, and helps you down to the next town. I agree. Uh, a good old boy is, right. is, is a good American there to help everybody out. I agree. Yes. Lee I Greenwood. Agree. Uh, well, but good old boy in this context, that, that song is next. Lee Greenwood, I love America. And John, you're guilty of it. You're guilty of it, John. A good old boy in this context, you just described as being confrontational. A good old boy to me when I was growing up was great. Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson. Guess what? Politically, they agree with me. See, uh, uh, but no. See, you've assigned politics to it. To me, a yeah, good well, old boy he, is the yeah, guy that a has, that was he a, has a toe strap yes. and a chainsaw and a shovel and all that shit in the back of his truck, so he's ready for any kind of I, ordeal that comes his way. Couldn't agree more. Okay. That, that's couldn't what a good old boy The lesson to, to be learned in all of this is if you're going to go to a country music lyricist, <laughs> let's just stick with Luke Bryan, okay? Uh, oh, God. Country girl, shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me, girl. I can understand. Shake it for me. Oh, the song you're looking for, Joe by Morgan Wallen, is called Seven Summers. Oh, I love that song. It is a good song. I so love I like that it. song. This, this other Jason Aldean song, I reference Small Town Small. Seven yeah. songwriters. Seven. Yeah, that's how it's done in Nashville. Wow. wow. I have no idea. Seven. You know what Jason Aldean has? A big payroll. Well, well they all do that. Every country artist does corporate that. music is what it is. Huey Lewis and country? There's there's some great country artists that write their own songs, but they don't make it on the radio. Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, Cody Jinks. Uh, I've heard Chris, all of them on the radio. Chris, Sta Chris yeah. Stapleton. I've heard all of them on the radio. Not on the radio. You, you have not. You've heard them on uh, satellite. Satellite radio. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. You've never heard them on Top 40. I don't even listen to uh, terrestrial radio anymore. Where the no. hell do you, what are you listening does. to? Nobody does. Satellite. 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 What, what channel are you listening to? Oh, Outlaw Country, Wallen? the highway. Not out, you ain't hearing Morgan Wallet on Outlaw Country. Oh, I don't know. Highway. The highway. A grandkid turned me on to Morgan Wallen. I don't know where she's hearing it. Rain make corn. There must be a station in town that's playing Morgan Wallen. Oh, yeah. Hey, both yeah, the country you. stations he's are. Gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Joe. Yeah, playing Sturgill, though, I bet. Where are you going to no, find no. genius like this? Rain makes corn. Yeah. Corn makes whiskey. Okay. Whiskey makes my baby <laughs> feel a little frisky. That is some good writing. Oh, God. <laughs>
Rain the, makes corn. Yep, see, right. corn makes whiskey. Right. Whiskey makes my babe feel frisky. You feel a little frisky. frisky. Feel was a little he sitting frisky. on the John Deere B when he came up with those lyrics? <laughs> the one bottom plow. Wait a minute. It's raining. So that makes the corn. Corn's growing. And the corn's growing. And that's going to end up making the whiskey. Mash it up. That's going to end up making the gal frisky. Yeah. Whiskey makes my baby feel a little bit. lyrics and the fact that that was a hit make me more depressed than the fact that you guys <laughs> have been yelling at me for the last 20 minutes. John, uh, I haven't. I've enjoyed the discussion. John yes, Cougar sir. Mellencamp he was on born in Small Town. Town. I wrote that song in the laundry room of my old house. He told American Songwriter Magazine in 04. We accompanied and I had to go write the song. The people upstairs could hear me writing, and they're all laughing when I came up. They said, you've got to be kidding. What else can you say about it? Mellencamp later told the Wall Street Journal he had been writing the lyrics using an electric typewriter that beeped whenever he misspelled a word, which had amused the people listening upstairs. However, they were silenced when he played the song to them. In 13, 2013, Mellencamp told Rolling Stone, I wanted to write a song that said, you don't have to live in New York or L.A. to live a full life or enjoy your life. I was never one of those guys that grew up and thought, I need to get out of here. It never dawned on me. I just valued having a family and staying close to friends. The two songs are not analogous. No, no, but I'm, but I'm no. saying, is that what Aldine was trying to say? Uh, if he did, he missed the mark. Well, he added some other. More importantly, though, where do watermelons go in the summertime? They go to John Cougar Mellon Camp. No. They go to John oh, Cougar no. Mellon Camp. No. Yes, they do. Oh. All the you watermelons. All the watermelons. Speaking of uh, John Cougar Mellon Camp, <laughs> do yourself a favor and Google Let It All Hang Out and watch that on YouTube. Oh, it's my favorite video. You'll thank me later. She is. A, she's frisky. Yeah. Because she had the corn. She no, had the corn because it rained. Right. He, even the gals will be thanking me. Trust me. That, mm -hmm. that song was written by a band who wanted to sound like Bob Dylan not making sense. Did you know that? No. It was a hit in, in 19, what, 67 or something? Really? What song? Ombres. What song? Let it all hang out. Oh. Uh, the Ombres had the first go around with that in about 67, and they were all studio musicians, and they thought Dear, uh, Dylan's lyrics were funny. So they decided yeah, to string well, a bunch of lines together that made no sense. They didn't and have a, record with it. They didn't have the video that uh, Cougar Camp had. Maybe maybe That's we can maybe we can conclude this by saying that we're in agreement that there are no rules. The rules are sell as many uh, sell as many units as possible. Huh? Or there is a rule: you can rip Jason Aldean, but you can't rip a black artist. Why? That's, that's, that's the rule. I, I, I'm not going to find agree with me a that. rip of a black artist oh, by Jesus. the New York Times. Find it for me. How about uh, let's see? Snoop Dogg recalls Dionne Warwick confronting him about misogynistic lyrics. That's another artist doing it. How about that? That's right. That's okay. That, that it's work? black on black. That's okay. Oh. Um, how have I missed this video, Kenny? Uh, I, I do. Out. I do need to say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. Thank the, the, you. the discussion's over, Such. We're all watching the video. You, you guys have never seen that video? Uh -uh. I have. The guy is hot. I have Fabulous. seen it because Kenny guy, told me to watch it. Yeah. The guy is hot. The guy takes his shirt off. He's what, hot. What's, what song is it? <laughs> let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Huh. Let me see it all. I mean, let it all hang let out. All hang this out. weekend, under perfect weather conditions, get out to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake for the Vander Hall Demo Day and Cookout. And yes, the cookout will feature Grunhofer's 
meat. I've been invited to the cookout. But the grand, the uh, the Vanderhall Roadster is a very cool vehicle. It's street legal. Also, while you're there, don't forget Bintelli and Scootstar electric bikes are on sale. Buy one, get a second one of equal uh, value or less expensive value at half price. It's an amazing sale at EcoFund Motorsports. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of the Vanderhall Roadster. I didn't know there was a hard top. I bet it, it just, it's a function of, uh, uh, I don't even think it's an option. They probably come with a hard top, but you probably keep that in the garage on a sunny day while you go for a spin. Mm-hmm. Have I showed you the pictures of those I things? I love it. I would love those to. I would cool. love to take a spin. In it's uh, EcoFun in Forest Lake in Burnsville. Great electric bike sale now, and it's a Vanderhall Roadster demo day. They've got a great parking lot. It's a brand new EcoFun that opened last summer in Forest Lake, just west of 35 on 97. Youth recreational equipment, all the little gas scooters that turn urban mm-hmm. errands into adventures. Uh, helmets and apparel and a great service, but really going to be a fun day Saturday. Uh, you don't have to just test drive the Vanderhall. You can test drive and get the right fit on an electric bike and take advantage of the great sale on Bentelli and Scootstar. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Uh, get off 35 on 97 and go west a couple hundred yards. There it is. And down in Burnsville, EcoFun Motorsports on the service road of life near County Road 42. It's ecofunmotorsports.com. Ricey for the Canopy Group. Think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of these. The Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation including two-year zip codes with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done for you annually because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetite might change as well when you only have one option. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients with peace of mind knowing that the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. It's the little gun shop that could. DK Mags, they've been with us here at GL for the entire run of the podcast, one of our first marketing partners. And it was actually due to me asking them to come aboard. Um, I was at the time, I still am a very happy customer. I've had a number of really great transactions there. And I just want to relate that to the GLers. They've been on Old 8 in New Brighton since 99 with an experienced staff offering a good selection, fair prices. And that's both in-store and on the website. They can help you find that firearm, that accessory, whatever it is. They can help you. Whatever it is you're looking for there. It's also a safe and legal place to sell your unwanted firearms and a great place for long or short-term storage if you need, for whatever reason, to get those units out of the house. Monticello Pond and Gun, also part of the DK Mags family. And 
not only do they buy and sell firearms, they buy and sell just about anything else. A fun little shop to stop into and just see what's on the shelf. Monticello Pawn and Gun, DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton. Check them out on the web, dkmags.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by North American Banking Company, celebrating 30 years of Garage Logic. University of Minnesota says it will no longer consider applicants based on their race or whether their family members attended or work at the U. That decision comes after the U.S. Supreme Court outlawed affirmative action in college admissions last month. It's an update to the Twin Cities campus's holistic review practice that now lists cultural, gender, age, economic, or geographic diversity of the student body as admissions factors. Race and family employment or attendance were still included in that list as recently as June 30th, the day after the Supreme Court ruling. In the week since, the critics nationwide have called on academic institutions to stop legacy admissions, saying affirmative action served as a counterbalance to a practice that mainly benefited white students who came from wealthy families. Now the U of M's updated admissions website says, as part of the recent Supreme Court decision on race, uh, race conscious admissions, along with our standard annual review of undergraduate admission practice, we no longer consider race and ethnicity or family attendance or employment at the university as context factors. Uh, we don't know that. Any update on them needing more of the state's money despite plummeting uh, enrollment, John? <laughs> No. How come no, not I once? How come not once during Biden's dreadful attempt to pick up the loan debt has anyone in in Congress ever grilled higher education about their pricing? That's a good point. Why don't you go after the schools, kids? That would, be, that would be the first thing they would think. They of. cost too much for what you get. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One person is dead after a car crash in Minneapolis on Tuesday night, according to the police. Officers responding to the intersection of Washington Avenue North and 22nd Avenue North around 7.30, a report of crash with injuries. The press release says that authorities determined a stolen Hyundai had hit a second vehicle at the intersection. A man in his 40s who was driving the car that got hit was taken to HCMC with life-threatening injuries. He later died at the hospital. A woman who was a passenger in the stolen Hyundai was brought to HCMC with a non-life-threatening injury. The driver of the car was not on the scene when officers got there. Minneapolis Police Forensic Division and MPD traffic investigators responded to the scene to begin their investigation. So far, no arrests have been made, and every county medical examiner says they'll identify the victim at a later time. Funeral will be held Saturday in Pequot Lakes for that Fargo police officer who was killed last week, 23-year-old Sergeant Jake Wallen, a native of St. Michael who also served as a sergeant in the Minnesota National Guard, was shot and killed when a gunman opened fire on crews that responded to a traffic crash on Friday in Fargo. Two other officers hurt in the shooting, including one, a Minnesota native. I want to know why we're not learning more about the shooter, uh, what his motive was, and what's really going on here. Uh, A guy pulls up, Mohammed bin al-Bahama, or whatever his name is. That was his name. And he starts shooting. Well, what? why are we not knowing more about this? This is a big deal. And we're not getting a word. Do you think they're involved? Because the police keep saying until they have further details. What details do you want? Well, yeah, in more investigation or or what's going on? You're right. What's going on? Was this an act of terrorism? Mm Mm-hmm. 
by a so-called lone wolf terrorist. Hmm. What? Let's get some dope here. Let's have some info. Coppers in Fargo. Let's go. I smell dope. Yeah, don't say John. Like what's that. the connection to Pequot Lakes? Uh, I don't know. They're having a public service at Pequot Lakes High School, followed by a private service at Greenwood Cemetery in Niswa. Niswa. So not sure. Niswa. Sorry, did I say Niswa again? I yes, do you that did. all the time. I do it all the is time. Is that where one of the coppers is from? I, I it would have to be Wallen, correct? Uh, because it, he's the one the services for it. If you're a true Minnesotan, you say Nisawa. You put an A in there. No, no, you don't. Nisawa. No, no Minnesotan I've ever heard in my life. We all do. Has put an A in there. We all do. It's you Nisawa. do because you're uneducated. It's a Nisawa. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz has ordered flags at all state buildings to fly at half staff in Wallen's honor. You're so easy, Such. You're so easy. <laughs> I did really jump at that one, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry is scheduled to announce what his office calls a historic investment in climate action in Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, God help us. God Thank help goodness. Us. Was the BSer with him? Was Cedric the Entertainer with him? <laughs> Get after it, it Minneapolis. Fix it's this. It's probably happening right now. Uh, it's happening this afternoon. Uh, Mayor Fry will be joined by City Council President Andrea Jenkins, Council Vice President, Vice President Paul Masano, Council Members uh, Chugati and Lisa Goodman, local union leaders and climate advocates at Edison High School. A release for the event said the announcement for new funding would support the city of Minneapolis's climate equity plan. Oh, yeah. James, oh my God. God almighty. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I figured I might get a little reaction. From yeah, this one. I love it. The plan aims to reduce climate pollution by 2030 and become carbon neutral by 2050. Uh, we don't know that. A Minnesota woman was severely injured by a bison at North Dakota's Theodore Roosevelt National Park on Saturday. The National Park Service says the incident happened at the Painted Canyon Trailhead about 11 in the morning with the woman taken by ambulance to a hospital in Dickinson where she was reported to be in serious but stable condition. She sustained injuries to her abdomen and foot, although the exact details of what happened are still under investigation. Uh, bulls can be aggressive during rutting season. Mid-July through August should be afforded extra space during this time, according to authorities. Park requires uh, visitors stay at least 25 yards away from large animals, including the bison, elk, deer, pronghorn, and horses. The uh, staff said park staff would like to remind visitors bison are large, powerful, and wild, and fast. <laughs> they can turn quickly and can easily outrun humans. But did she get a good selfie? That's all I care about. Right. I mean, was the picture worth it? Being gored. There's well, no rain in the forecast. Noted. <laughs> Noted. Well, these yeah. these people on TV have been really getting. Well, you it need wrong. to. What you need to do though is when you look at your radar, Wait you need to expand second. it more than just the two houses around no, I, your I driveway. Have a, I, have a, I have it about over a two block area. <laughs> there's supposed a, to be uh, thunderstorms tonight. There's down nothing there. in there. There's yeah. nothing. Nothing. We we had a nice uh, shower here this morning. Did we had a shower. shower. We had a shower. Is it this raining morning. where you're at? Yeah, it was raining a bit. Can you uh, go ahead? Let's go to the phone lines. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the damp. Yeah. <laughs> Minneapolis Aquatennial kicks off on Wednesday. Today is the official civic celebration of the city of Minneapolis. It runs uh, through July 22nd. Uh, it began this morning, the Aquatennial kicking off with a park market. The black market on Wednesday in the Commons. Later, Minnesotans and visitors can listen to music in the park with Spaghetti Monetti and the sauce. Hey, hey, hey. Or they can, they can you want to head down? 
Yeah. How soft are Head over to Loring Park for Loring Park Family Fun Night. Is that where they're going to go in the water at Loring Park? Spaghetti uh, Junction, isn't that in the... Uh, spaghetti and sauce? Is somebody getting thrown into a lake or something? Uh, what was the know. part I missed? How did you get Spaghetti Junction? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Pedico Junction. Leave John Lindell out of it. Spaghetti Manetti and the sauce is Nice playing, reference. Where? At a lake, yeah, I thought you said. Uh, they can listen to music in the park. At Loring? That's all it says. At, Loring Park uh, Lake. There's yeah. a lake at Loring Park, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to be more okay. Of a, more of a pond, but yeah. <laughs> well, pond would be good for you. I was, was going to do more of that Where's story. I'm party? just going to skip it. From Jonathan Don't worry, Reeves. It's okay. Right. It's okay. Jonathan, you What five the hell? I, Five Eyewitness News forecast, Jonathan Uhas. Hazy yes, sunshine with muggy and breezing conditions, then spotty thunderstorms. Some could be severe with damaging winds. Yes. After 5 p.m. That's like Cedric gave that uh, 70%, 70% chance there, Mr. Mayor. I don't believe it. I, uh, I still use the uh, app from the Weather Channel, and they say the same thing. A possible risk of severe weather today, Climate Joe. change is preventing storms from hitting the Twin Cities. Don't you know that? I want a full apology via Twitter tonight when it's hailing in your backyard. Yeah, I hope you put all your cars away, Joe, so that it doesn't heal on them. That'd be good. Uh, hell of them. <laughs> uh, Hormel Foods introduced a new addition to the Spam lineup yesterday. The new maple-flavored Spam. Huh. Unites sweet, natural maple flavoring with the savory goodness of Spam Classic. Almost like a bacon That's almost, a, uh, mm. that'd be the first time Spam had flavor. No, no, no. Uh, it's, thank you for leading to my next sentence. Oh. The maple-flavored Spam marks the 11th flavor of the canned pork product. The new flavor was created following fan-developed maple recipes and consumer insights. What is that. that crap? Is that the stuff that's on the floor and no. then they put it in a can? No. What, what, seriously, I know it's big in Hawaii. Uh, what is <laughs> it? And what is it? It's pork. No, some, it isn't. It's some sort of gelled BS. I don't know what oh, the hell it is. Parts is parts, yeah. Joe. Right. Right. parts. When parts? accompanied parts by parts. Velveeta cheese, there is nothing better. <laughs> and the great I'm thing a... about both Velveeta and Spam, when you squeeze it, it kind of oozes <laughs> through oh. your fingers. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds really good. You know what I that is, gonna... Joe? That is L-I-V-I-N. Living. I'm going to go make myself a Spam and Velveeta sandwich and let Chris Reavers uh, catch you up. What's what Spam and W? Huh? Huh? He's just, John just said he's going to go make himself a Spam and W sandwich. Oh. No, I said Vel no. Velveeta, Joe. Oh. Spam and yeah, they're going to be okay. That's like two Vs together. <laughs> when you sense that the end is near and want to store away as much money as possible, <laughs> turn to the good people at North <laughs> American Banking Same Company. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity, Hello? boy, yeah. they're getting a call from me this afternoon. And they, they're they here to solve your problems. Turn to the experts. There's no shortage of banking options, and they know that here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out North American Banking Company. They have six locations to serve you. My location is in Roseville, but you can also check them out at 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. 
and they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. When North American Banking Company first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they are locally owned and operated, which means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities, and this helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. So check them out today online. It's nabankco.com, nabankco.com. That's their website. Go check them out today. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. In other news, Russia unleashing intense drone and missile attacks overnight, damaging critical port infrastructure in southern Ukraine, including grain and oil terminals and wounding at least 12 people. The bombardment targeted the port city of Odessa days after President Vladimir Putin blamed Ukraine for an attack on the crucial Kerch Bridge linking Russia with the Crimean Peninsula. Uh, my grandfather came here from Odessa, Russia. Odessa was a uh, the site of a great novel, the name of which I can't think of. Your but grandfather did? Yeah, I have. I, we had a picture of him. My grandma had it. I don't know where it so, ended up. But him standing on a there's like a good a port. chance your family are uh, sleeper spies, huh? That explains yeah. a lot. <laughs> this explains the commie. Uh, now I understand uh, everything. Yeah. This explains the commie notions. Admirable. I thought I you were know. German. German-Russian. Well, this guy my, would have been my Ukrainian. Gr- my grandma's German. Yeah. And my <laughs> grandpa uh, came from Odessa, Russia. I'll be damned. He didn't mm. grow up in Odessa, but that's where he left from. Do you have... Um, July, well, that's she. You have fantasies about world domination, controlling the population. I leave that to you, fascists. Okay. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Meanwhile, President Vladimir Putin will not attend a summit with leaders from Brazil, India, China, and South Africa in Johannesburg next month. South Africa said that Wednesday, and the reason for all that is there's a warrant out, an international warrant for his arrest, and they would be obligated. Uh, by the Rome Statute, which they signed to arrest Putin and send him to the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Uh, South Africa are friends with Russia, and they did not want to arrest him, obviously. So instead, uh, the Russians will send their foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, to the August meeting of leaders. Two U.S. senators are set this week to introduce bipartisan legislation to bar members of the federal executive branch and lawmakers in Congress from owning stock in individual companies, as new polling shows broad public support for such a measure. Wouldn't you think this should have happened already? I believe so, John. Yeah, thank you. Uh, The bill would permit the president, vice president, lawmakers, Capitol Hill aides, and employees of the executive branch to own mutual funds and broad industry and index funds, but it would prohibit them from owning any stocks in individual companies, even if they put them in a blind trust. 
In Michigan, Attorney General Dana Nessel is leveling felony charges against 16 Republicans who signed that certificate falsely stating that Donald Trump won Michigan's 2020 presidential election. Each of the 16 electors, including former Michigan Republican Party co-chair Michonne Maddock and Shelby Township Clerk Stan Grott, have been charged with eight felony counts, including forgery and conspiracy to commit election law forgery. The revelation capped six months of investigation and produced the most serious allegations yet in Michigan over the campaign to overturn Trump's loss to Joe Biden in 2020. What are you doing? I'm looking at my email. What are you doing? Um... Reading the latest from the fake Alexandria Occasional Cortez. But we're supposed to be listening to this. I'm right. right. You didn't, you didn't I was going to tell me. Ross that I had to change my email for my uh, twin tickets for tomorrow. <laughs> Ask me. What are you doing? I'm reading the Wikipedia page for the 1957 film, The Admirable Crichton. You're down the rabbit. Kenny's down the rabbit hole. He's the winner. The AOC parody account tweeted the following. Today was the hottest day in 10 million years. Okay which was followed by a photo of her Yep, and said, all the bad weather is Trump's fault. You got AOC with the microphone. Yep. Right. Because he pulled us out of the Honda Accord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clever. Yeah. The Honda Accord. See, I tied it in with Trump because John just did a Trump story. I see. Las Vegas police. How about this? Executed a search warrant in connection with the decades dormant murder case of Tupac Shakur. What? Oh, really? The Metropolitan Police Department said LVMPD can confirm a search warrant was served in Henderson, Nevada, July 17th as part of the ongoing Tupac Shakur homicide investigation. The search warrant was conducted at a local Henderson home after homicide detectives gathered enough evidence to proceed, according to investigators. It's not clear what police were looking for or how the home involved may have been connected to the case. Shakur, widely considered one of the greatest and most influential hip-hop artists in history, gunned down in a drive-by shooting near the Las Vegas Strip on September 7, 1996. He was only 25 at the time. Of course, his legend grew after his death as dozens of posthumous albums, books, documentaries, and films were released. No suspect has ever been identified. There's been little or no movement in the case in the 27 years since his death. Some have pointed to a possible connection between Shakur's death and that of rapper Notorious B.I.G., who was similarly gunned down in a drive-by shooting shooting in Brooklyn six months later in 2015. Police in Las Vegas told the L.A. Times the case had stalled, not because of a lack of evidence, but because witnesses refused to cooperate with the investigation. Following the recent search warrant, though, the evidence collected will be presented to a grand jury. While police think the actual gunman is probably long dead, Investigators told ABC there is hope that this new evidence could lead them to the gunman's accomplice. What do they think? Suge Knight took care of him? He was we, with uh, Suge, wasn't he? When he yeah. got shot. Yeah, Suge was driving. We, um, You're going to be relieved to know, uh, find out that um, if you need more information, I have a secret source within the Henderson Police Department. Really? Oh. So we can we can break the news on this story if you guys feel the need. I, I don't uh, feel the need, but that's good to know. That's good because I lost my cousin's phone number. Right. <laughs> uh, quick update, Johnny, on a yes, subject sir. that we brought up earlier in yeah. the uh, in the program. Try that in a small town by Jason Aldean has just officially reached number one on oh, iTunes. Yeah. Hmm. Not shocking. As of one o'clock this afternoon. Yeah.
You ever get the they feeling will. there's something going on we don't know anything about? Well, Do you think we're being played? It, it, it's there's something, something you on. don't know about, but, you know, the rest of us, yeah. we, we're on it. The well-documented increase in drinking alcohol during the COVID-19 pandemic coincided with the rise in people with life-threatening liver disease going to the hospital or dying. Hmm. That according, I guess I shouldn't giggle about that, that according to recently published research led by a Washington State University clinician and educator. The report published in the American Journal of the Medical Sciences in June used national hospital admission data to determine that diagnoses diagnosis of alcohol-related hepatitis increased nearly 13% between 2019 and 2020. Deaths increased nearly 25% with 11,455 people dying of the disease in hospitals in 2020, up from about 8,000 in 2016. The data alone does not show that increased drinking from the pandemic caused the jump, but the findings do align with observed increases in sales of liquor, beer, and wine as people were forced to stay home and avoid crowds beginning in March of 2020. It was a drinking time, wasn't it? It really it, uh, was. Mm-hmm. certainly was. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people it, had to uh, quit drinking because of that. They did. <laughs> they, you're absolutely right. Yeah, just gave it up entirely. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> Political shenanigans in Boston where Mayor Michelle Wu a Democrat is facing criticism for what people are calling Nixonian tactics after her administration admitted that they made a list of her most vocal critics and provided it to local authorities. Wu spokesman Ricardo Patron said the list was made in response to a request from the police department after the mayor had been harassed and physically intimidated by individuals for several months outside her home at city functions and at other public events. The acknowledgement by the administration that it had compiled the document came after the list was uncovered in an email obtained through a public records request by Wu's opponents. The tactics used by the administration raise concern over whether Wu and her administration are trying to silence or intimidate her critics, many who have been protesting outside of her home. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And here is uh, Matthew Mikulski. Yes. And I want to tell you about being charitable, Suchi Boy, which I know you're a charitable man and you do that quietly. Not as far as you know. Minnesota Masonic <laughs> Charities doesn't want to be that quiet. They're not boasting. They're not bragging. But they want to make everybody in the community aware of the opportunities that are out there. Uh, regular philanthropy, maybe student scholarships. They have a wonderful website for you to poke around on. Oh, also... I do want to make mention of this, too. They want me to promote this. If you want to get an afternoon of golf, the second annual Scottish Scramble, which the Minnesota Masonic Children's Clinic is involved with, that will be at Ridgeview Country Club, August 14. Uh, Find all the details by uh, contacting Jason Reed at DuluthScots at gmail.com, DuluthScots at gmail.com, or visit ScottishScramble.com to register. It looks like it's going to be a fun afternoon, a whiskey tasting, 18 holes cart, raffle drawings, dinner buffet, business sponsorship packages are available too, so if you would like to get some information about that, once again, ScottishScramble.org. This is the kind of stuff that Minnesota Masonic Charities gets involved with, things in the community so they can help less fortunate people do have a better life or make it easier on them to pay for school, whatever the case may be. You can be part of that by visitting their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, 
That's mnmasoniccharities.org. And if you have a free day on the 14th of August, sign up for the Scottish Scramble and tell them that the Rook sent you. of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. What were the rejected titles of some of the Bond movies? Sure, you know, they've come up uh, every three, four years, and we don't get uh, a process of what titles they reject. You've had some fancy titles. Because your assumption would be that they go through a variety of names before they choose the correct name. Oh, I'm sure there's some marketing people that sit down and say, how can we attract more viewers to the new James Bond movie? These were the rejected James Bond movie titles because you asked for it. (laughs) Well, these are the the movie titles for James Bond movies that they rejected. These were rejected. Well, I'll give you the name of the real one, and then I'll give you the rejected one. Okay. You Only Live Twice. That was what we saw on the screen. But in the meetings, it was, you only miss twice. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't really... James Bondage, 007. And then they finally said, no, let's go with James Bond. <laughs> let's stick with right. Bond. James Bondage might get a little more. Now, Goldfinger was the was the movie mm-hmm. that you saw on the screen, right? Yeah, it's a bad but the rejected title was Coldfinger. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jimmy the Spy never worked. Right. You it's how... <laughs> Nor did Great, Bridge, Great Britain's Gadget Guy. No. That never worked. Fast Cars and Women. They rejected that. (laughs) I don't know why that might work today. Yeah. A Man's Flagrant Disregard for Mother Earth. That that didn't catch on. That's The Cold War is Over, Jimmy Bond. (laughs) See that? That never (laughs) caught (laughs) on. That's a pretty good one, though. It sounds like the Cold War is over, comma. Jimmy Bond. In fact, there is a comment. Is there? I'm pointing to Punctuation. it. Punctuation. Right. You pay attention to the detail. <clears throat> Thunderball is what you knew it as on the screen. <laughs> right? Yes. Well, the rejected title was Thunderbird. <laughs> it just it wouldn't attract the masses. <laughs> oh, have getting, a care. Oh, they're getting better. <clears throat> you knew it as... From Russia with love. I remember it well. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, final answer. The rejected title was From Monica with Love. Right? <laughs> so. Now, they, there was a James Bond film called You Only Live Twice. I don't That remember. was what you knew it as. Yes. Honestly. The rejected title, You Only Came Twice. You know, you came over for dinner. So. Right, yeah. Came over, you came to the movies, you came to the... Double O seven. Only came twice. Yeah. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer, Regis. <laughs> this was rejected. Yes, another Double, one. Double O seven spells Lou upside down. <laughs> And more than oh, thank you. Moonraker is what you knew it as on the screen. That was the one with Jaws. Yeah. 
Well, they kicked around a few titles. Right. And among the ones rejected was Moonmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I so. think I did see a uh, some of the uncut, uh, edited version that he's going through the BMW and he's got his butt hanging out. It was Moonmaker. Moon. Right, Moonmaker. And they said, no, let's make it Moonraker. And then that's when they invented Jaws and changed it. You knew the film as The Living Daylights. That was one of my favorites with yeah. Christopher Walken. Well, the rejected title was The Running Daylights. <laughs> See, they have running daylights on cars now. Right. Yeah. Casino Royale. Mm. The rejected title was Double Fudge Royale. <laughs> See, Double that, o I probably would have went to see that one right away. Double O Seven Up was rejected. <laughs> so. That was when they were in their sponsorship phase. Dr. No. You knew that on the screen as Dr. No. Yes. The rejected title was Dr. No Means No. <laughs> See? <laughs> Dr. No. One of my means favorites. No. Yes. You knew it as The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, good movie. Yeah. <laughs> the rejected title was The Guy Who Gloved Me. I don't know what that means, but I can picture something in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so can I. <laughs> the guy who gloved me. Like heaven the This one I don't get. 00789. Oh, get it? 00789. <laughs> <laughs> now, you knew uh, you knew her yes. as Octopussy. I remember. I don't know if I can do this one. Yeah, you might really want to. Well, I don't know what it means, so I'm going to let it go because. Right. <laughs> Show me later. Live and let die. That's how you knew it on the screen. Paul McCartney sang. Live and let die. Boom. Doom, 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 boom. Doom, doom. Right. It was going to be called. I was a little off key there, wasn't it? <laughs> so was I. I realized halfway into my drumming, boom. I was like, no, no, no. That was originally rejected as live and let bygones be bygones. So. <laughs> It's not very uh, uh, vengeful. Kiss the girls and make them cry. That was rejected. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That was a title we knew in the in the movie house. I was unaware of that. One. But the that rejected was title. The rejected title was giving Her Majesty Secret Service. <laughs> and more than that. <laughs> oh. Giving her magic. Give never mind. Queen Betty. You knew two. it as Thunderball. Yes. But the rejected title was Thunderballs. So <laughs> that was the rejected title. <laughs> you knew it in the on the screen as the man with the golden gun. Oh. Yeah, but the rejected was the title rejected? was The Man with the Golden One. You knew it as <laughs> the man with the golden one. You knew it as <laughs> that's funny. It's funny just to picture. <laughs> but however, they rejected that and went that with was rejected. the man sure. with the uh, with golden the, gun. That's right. <laughs> you knew it as for your eyes only. Oh yeah. But the rejected title was. What was it? For your thighs only. 
I'm sorry. <sighs> Diamonds are forever. Oh, is what a... the film you attended at the movie theater? <laughs> what the? The rejected title. The man with the golden. The rejected title. Herpes is forever. <laughs> All right, now, come on, now. <clears throat> Diamonds are forever. That's was, right. Herpes was what they is, went with. That's what they went with. Right. License to Kill is the movie you paid good money to see as opposed to bad money. Mm. And it was originally to be called License to Do Any Damn Thing You Want. Right? <sighs> For Your Eyes Only... Another rejected title? What? For you guys only. <laughs> Tomorrow never dies. That's even, what you paid money that for. That was a Roger Moore one, I think. That's right. And that was reject. The rejected title was mm. The Leader Never Lies. <laughs> right. I bet. <laughs> well, you is that only, one for you guys only? I didn't say that one. <laughs> you only live twice. Another rejected title for that one. You only winced twice. <laughs> Heads up, Money Penny. That yes. Was, that was A View to a Kill was originally to be called A View to a Keyhole. <laughs> Wait, now, A View to a Kill, that was the Christopher Walken one. Yeah. Yeah, we're on a blimp over Silicon right, Valley. Right. That gave you uh, a high anxiety. Sure it did. Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> well, that's Moonmaker. Moon Moonmaker. No, and Moon, then they changed well, right. it well, to Well, another, another rejected title for Moonraker <clears throat> was Lawnraker. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, they just didn't feel it would attract the high uh, volume of crowds. And then, finally, did. another rejected title is All is Forgiven If You Sleep with the Spy. <laughs> so. What are your top favorites? Uh... Well, I had a few in here. Right. Didn't I? We, why, why even go over them again? Well, that's true. Uh, but 007 spells Lou upside down isn't bad. One of my favorites is The Man with the Golden One. The Man with the Golden One <laughs> is not bad. And For Your Thighs Only isn't bad. Right. Either. That's funny. So they're all. Uh, uh, Smith outdid himself there, didn't well, he? Well, I, uh, I, it's got to be worth maybe a best of Garage Logic CD for me. Well, I don't know. I don't know talk. if it's that. You know, it's that. Uh, <clears throat> but we minute. value his contribution. Dave? Dave? Oh, hey, Matt. You're causing problems on the freeway here. All right, so we'll stop now. You're too funny. No. I'm serious. I'm sitting on a ramp trying to get on to 494. There's a guy next to me who's breaking down and totally hysteric. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I wasn't listening to the show, but I typically do. So I thought it's got to be 1500. So I turn it on and I started almost seeing my pants. And there you have it rejected James Bond film titles. You know, you never know what's coming up in Garage Logic. That's why you need to really listen to every single second of everything we put out because the spur of the moment stuff is what forces people to drive off the road. And we want you on the road and paying attention and staying off your phone. So keep listening to Garage Logic. I'm having a great time putting these cuts together and appreciate all of you fans over the years. Um, contributing, doing whatever you can, or just listening. And now that we've turned over to a podcast, uh, it's a new era, but it's even more fun. So appreciate you. 30 years.
years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. Hey, GLers. This is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. You got a dishwasher at your house, Rook? Yeah. You got one, Kenny? <laughs> I married her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have a dishwasher. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, it was so pedestrian. Sometimes I actually work the dishwasher. Johnny, you got a dishwasher? I know how it works. Uh, yep. We have yeah, Rook, or what's your name? Reavers? Yeah, yeah. I got three. Why? Why? I got three. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that the Biden administration uh, doesn't want us to have dishwashers. Oh, for no. God's sake, leave what? me alone. Yeah. You're going to waste more water washing them. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, the new rules would tighten the energy and water efficiency <laughs> standards for God. residential dishwashers. Despite the fact that the standards currently in effect are causing serious problems, those problems include cycle times an hour or more longer than were the norm before the standards went into effect. The proposed rule would exacerbate these problems and thus further violate the consumer protections built into the law. For these reasons, we believe the proposed rule should be withdrawn and that the Department of Energy should shift its focus to addressing the drawbacks caused by existing dishwasher regulations. These are the words of the Competitive Enterprise Council. And then we get word from the Energy Secretary. The Energy Department has never produced a drop of energy, by the way. (laughs) Jennifer Granholm said, this administration is using all the tools at our disposal to save Americans money while promoting innovations that will reduce carbon pollution and combat the climate crisis. You're a liar, lady. You're not saving me a nickel. A fraud. In early May, the DOE announced the new dishwasher efficiency standards alongside regulations similarly targeting electric motors and beverage vending machines. They must have a lot of uh, people in the peanut gallery there behind the scenes just <laughs> chirping away, dreaming up so. this BS. Mm-hmm. The agency said the rules would help save Americans and families millions of dollars while tackling the climate crisis. Mm. 
The dishwasher rules will take effect in 2027 and save consumers an estimated $168 million a year on utility bills. Can I have the we don't know that? Yes, you can, If you pay sir. attention to the show uh, instead of what you uh, We don't know that. <laughs> and regulations are projected to reduce carbon dioxide emissions by 12.5 million metric tons. Can I have the we don't know that? Uh, we don't know that. However, the DOE was criticized over the rule by industry groups and Republican lawmakers alike who noted that the agency has already issued recent dishwasher efficiency regulations and that consumers are currently free to choose pricier efficient appliance models. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to read any more of this. May I I share something from this story too, Joe, that I think we need to hear? Yeah. Uh, It uh, could save, expected to go into effect 2027, would save 240 billion gallons of water, which is equivalent to the amount of water in 360,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Uh, We don't know that. (laughs) Full of big boxes of paper clips? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what I have to say to all that? Try that in a small town. (laughs) Right. You leave my dishwasher alone in a small town. Why, but truthfully, why would they care if I have a well? The government oh, is regulating your dishwasher. They want to regulate your stove and your air conditioner. Hey, and, uh, this is why try that in a small town is number one. Leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Plus, there's an, like an economy mode on my dishwasher. Refrigerators, a, they want yeah, uh, washing machines. Gas stoves. You hit that economy mode, it takes all night to wash your dishes. It goes all night. I don't know what it's doing. Washing dishes. I guess. Who knows? You stole my line, though, Kenny. Only, (laughs) only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1815. Joe, today is July 19th. The Dakota, having sided with the British during the War of 1812, agreed to end hostilities with the United States. Uh, the, the British duped them. On this shot. day in 1850, the Diocese of St. Paul was created, the Catholic Diocese of St. Paul. On this day in 1858... You're talking about July 19th? Yep. Franklin Steele took possession of Fort Snelling Military Reservation, which he had bought from the government for 90 grand. Although Steele envisioned a city on the grounds of the fort, this idea failed and Steele was unable to keep up the payments. During the Civil War, the government reasserted its claim to the fort, which remained in government hands until after World War II. Well, whose hands is it in now? Historical Society. Oh. On this day in 1967, July 19th. African-American citizens in North Minneapolis began a sometimes violent demonstration against police brutality along Plymouth Avenue that started at about 11.30 p.m. and lasted for two nights. After a pause, a second wave of demonstrating began uh, the night after Samuel Simmons, an African-American, was shot during an argument in a Northside bar. Uh, I, there's no evidence here he was shot by a copper. 
Governor Harold Lavander called in 150 National Guardsmen to maintain the peace, and the toll for both nights was three people shot, two policemen and one fireman injured, 34 people arrested, and four businesses burned to the ground. Wow. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1982... 719. Relatives and friends of Robert Asp sailed his replica Viking ship Heimkomst into the harbor of Bergen, Norway, completing a journey from the Great Lakes. The ship was later installed in the Heritage Hermkomst Interpretive Center in Moorhead. So did the, did the Norwegians, did they have wheelbarrows waiting there in the harbor for, for the fellas? Uh, I, I don't know how big that ship was. But it uh, made I'm it all the way. I'm making reference to their, you know. <laughs> I know what you're doing, and you're you're you are supposing that the uh, the trip was harrowing on a small boat. I don't know how big this boat was. Doesn't say on this day in history. Okay, thanks to Doctor Buzzkill. Well, their uh, their <laughs> number one awesome. rule awesome. was you got to stay with the bro. Yeah. Right. And finally, and finally. What happened in sports on this day in 1987 regarding the Minnesota Twins? July 19th, 1987. Well, obviously that was the year they won the World Series. July 19th mm. would have been a day. It was hot. I know Two it was hot. Grand slams no. by the same guy in one inning. Give me somewhat of a hint with the Twins. Something was retired. Oh, uh, Rod Carew. Rod Carew's I number. was at that game with my Dang. dad. I still have the poster hanging in my basement frame. Number 29 was retired in Your honor. attention, please. Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. And we had, we could not possibly have been further away from the plate, and I still thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Dad, that's... Is, was the dome loaded with people? I don't recall it being completely full, but I do remember it being a big crowd. Mm -hmm. That Metrodome was just a dump. Wait a minute. How many? That was 87? 1987, wow. Chris. Wow. Did you ever go on record not liking it or no? <laughs> Many times. <laughs> or no. Did to the point of losing a no. job. Did you go on record? I did. <laughs> Boy, did sure. I ever. <laughs> or no. Yeah. 32,095 people wow. were at that ball game. Wait, that was a good crowd I remember. The dump. They played the Angels. No, they played the Blue Jays. Oh, they played the Blue Hello. Jays. You must have went Angels, out for a beer. Angels is who Rodney went no, to. No, that's why I thought they played the Angels, because that's what Rodney's other team was. Mm -hmm. hmm. All right, thank you, GLers. Jeff Reardon got the save that game, right, Johnny? It uh, appears you are correct there. Save number 19 on the season. Did yes. Reardon ever get himself healthy? Did he ever? He had some trouble. Well, he robbed a jewelry store, didn't with he? A, with a note. With a squirt that he, gun? That, no, with a note that he had written in pencil. Yeah. It was really sad. Well, I hope he's all right. I do, too. Yeah. Thank you, Looking G. Looking up things faster than I can possibly. Uh... Thank you, G. Ellers. I said it a half hour ago. I know. Yeah, it's half an hour. We, that's, we, that's we pause fault. for effect. Thank you, G. Ellers. Thank you for visiting the uh, Pod MN on your smartphone. Super easy to do. Maybe you want to find out uh, what new podcasts are out there. Well, you can do that just by going to Pod MN on your smartphone. Zip over to YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. That is free and super easy. YouTube, subscribe with, to Garage Logic. What's with this moron? <laughs> He's trying to get a laugh. He's trying to get a rise just out try, of you. Trying to get you to smile once, Grumpy He's Pants. He's having a laugh. I've smiled all day. <laughs> He's having a laugh. You have? 
think so. I forgot about the town council. Go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town hey, council. Hey, ball game Friday night with the town council. Yeah, town council crew. <laughs> First round's on Joe. Nope. Oh, oh, sweet. That's a no. I'm going to go see Teresa. There's too many people. No. No.